0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the We Call It Soccer Show. I'm Walker Manning, joined by my guy. I've run out of nicknames for him, Michael Faye. Wake Fahey. up, wake up, wake up. Um, wake up wake coming up, at you with you? another episode. More Premier League games, the Champions League kicked off last week. Lots to talk about, lots to talk about. But to start, we have to reveal our rough week of gambling. We each went 4 of 10, respectively, on the weekend. Definitely not a great card. It it looked like it was going to go well day one. Day two went down the shitter for both of us, and day three wasn't any better. I know, I think you went 5 for 10. But anyway, the first game of the weekend was Everton 2, Liverpool 2, saw dirty tackles, we saw injuries, we saw goals. What, what were your main takeaways?
1: Um, yeah, uh, I think a 2-2 was kind of the deserved outcome. Both teams played pretty well. Um, dirty both ways, you know, sad to see Van Dyke go down. But uh, karma for stepping on James' ankle, which rules him out for this weekend's clash against Southampton. So um, karma comes at you fast, Virgil. Uh, heal up, I guess, but don't really care about you. James, get better. We all love you. Um, yeah, you know, Dominic Calverloon was doing his thing again. James is doing his thing again. And Everton looked like that same Everton team. Pickford, don't like him, but he did play well. Play of the match on a beautiful uh, sliding tackle against Van Dyke. And, yeah, just, just a just a good game, good fun game to watch. I think Liverpool are really, really, really missing Allison like from the bottom of their hearts. So as soon as he can get back and be healthy, I think Liverpool will be better, but Adrian's kind of, uh, not cutting it in my eyes or anyone's eyes. I don't think, but yeah, just good, good all around fun game to watch. What do you think?
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely before, because, you know, they got beat down 7-2. But now that Virgil's out for the season, this league is wide open. And I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah. Um, like you said, Jordan Pickford, play the game, absolute masterclass. You can't get the red card if they're offsides. So he had all right, every license, to fuck his ass up. And he did. It was a great play. Really opened up the game for Everton. Um they're missing James and Richarlison next game, so that's going to be that's going to be interesting to see. But it it was definitely a really fun game to watch. Very interesting, lots of controversy. Um, how do you feel about the Mane goal being ruled offsides? Um, I absolutely Henderson goal from the Mane pass that was offsides.
1: No, yeah, um, love it. Absolutely love it. Um, VAR helps out United with pens and takes away goals from Liverpool, so I got no problem with it. But from a non-United fan point of view, that wasn't offsides. But I am a United fan, so it was clearly offsides. Great call by the ref, great call by David Koot up in the VAR studio, Um, and he did his job. Yeah. But as a city yeah, fan, I'm sure you have reservations on it.
0: <laughs> no, it's rough seeing an armpit off sides, man. That's uh it's gotten us a number of times. It's good to see someone else get got by it, but uh oof. That's a Bad that's memories. tough, man. That's tough. That's tough. Things you love to see. Things you love to see. Things you love to see. Chelsea up three nil. And then Drew all three, three. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. How do they do it every week? How do they do it? Christian Poolsick played. He played well. You know, he's getting more fit, but, um, you know, still not getting on the stat sheet. Timo Werner had two really nice goals. Both really, really nice. Kai Havertz had a okay goal, but Timo had two really nice ones. Um, and then after that, mixture of errors at the back, a lack of concentration, and Kepa being ass. Um, They gave up three goals, and that was all she wrote. It's really worrying to see this again from Chelsea, but at the end of the day, you come to expect it, and um, they can be a good team because it's, you know, it's only a few moments a game that really fucked them, but it's so it's you know it's a few moments a game that'll, that'll drop your yeah. points. So they have a lot of talent. Timo seems to be coming into his own. Baby Jesus is only going to get better, but um, you got to stop doing this. You got to stop doing this. Yeah,
1: just I, I don't even know what to say. It's it's becoming like you said. You're every time Chelsea plays, you're expecting them to screw up and lose a lead. And today was no different yet. Timo had some two nice goals. Havertz with a nice little tap in to um, finally get a stat in England. Uh, But yeah, Chelsea's just, they're not the Chelsea. Everyone thought they were going to be coming into the season. Maybe it's because they haven't had time to mesh. Maybe it's because Frank Lampard has a unhealthy love relationship with Mason Mount. Maybe it's because he plays Christian Pulisic out of position but who knows clearly he doesn't um Chelsea they're a good team but out of the big six uh the typical big six I'd say they're the worst of the six. because I think any of those other six teams you put them up against they will lose we'll Spurs see. Can beat them we will see yeah I guess we'll see Saturday when um all these showtime reds march into town but uh just yeah good from Southampton a lot of fight, a lot of fight in the little guy. Didn't give up another stoppage time goal to help him. Che Adams, beautiful game going and assist Danny Ings clinical, uh, good signs from them that they're able to come back on a team that is much better than them. Uh, so they got to be happy with that point, I think. And, uh, uh, Chelsea should be very disappointed in this one. And, uh, they should be looking for some answers because I don't think, yeah, Chelsea fans can blame Keppa, but what's is not a superhero. He can't save goals when he's one-on-one all the time. So Chelsea got to reevaluate. Fat Frank has to do some thinking or uh, it's going to be a long weekend for him
0: and the long rest of the season. Yeah, going to be a long season if you keep doing this stupid shit. Got to get yeah. it sorted out at the back. Next game on the weekend. Man City one, Booty Butt Arsenal zero. Absolutely dominated these fucking fools. 58% possession. More shots, more shots on target, more big chances created, and more big chances missed, because that's how we fucking do. Um pep played an unconventional setup, but I fucked with it heavily had a little bit of a back three, Kyle Walker playing his spot that he does on England, really not given the license to go bomb up and be an asshole. Rodri sat in in front of them. And then Joao Cancelo played almost like a cam. It was, it was cool and he's good. He's really good with the ball at his feet distributing. Um, He's a good dribbler. He's, he's, he's a good player all, all around. Um, Phil Foden and Sergio Aguero combined up the left for the first goal. Raheem Sterling got the rebound. And after that, um, we basically just controlled the ball and didn't let Arsenal get back into the game. There were some moments that had me a bit nervous, but for the most part, Arsenal was just simply outclassed. It was a good win, much-needed three points, and a good defensive showing to hold the clean sheet that's always something you want to see
1: yeah like you were saying just this was city's game and city's game only um this wasn't the arsenal team that we've been seeing the past couple of matches uh i think they kind of seemed oh timid seems like a good word to use for them you know it is city but they didn't have that usual you know arsenal kind of flare to their game uh just you know I didn't really like what Arteta did this game playing Willian more centrally it kind of seemed like just I think that should be a bombing exposition I did like him not starting lock but uh I mean one nothing against City if you told Arsenal fans that before the season they'd be like yeah sure that's improvement but uh based on what's going on I'd say uh They shouldn't be too happy with that. But on the city side of things, locked it up defensively, like you're saying, Kyle Walker wasn't an asshole. Um, And that's always good. Just, you know, they got the three points. They need the three points. Wasn't that typical city 5-0 win, but uh, three points is three points and they uh, really need it, especially with the Premier League being so open and so tight at the top. Like it's anyone's league, and drop points can can kill you. So, yeah, it's a, that was a good game too. You know, it's always fun to watch City play.
0: Yeah, um, and and the thing is, like, it's it's Coon's first game back. Kevin De Bruyne didn't play, so you know, yeah. we don't hate to say, like, this sounds silly given the amount of money Pep has spent on wingers, <laughs> but we really don't have a lot of goal scoring threats. We have a lot of creators. Who can get the ball in the threatening positions, but putting it in the back of the net? I mean, I mean, you saw Champions League. Ilkay Gundogan had a brace, and I, we scored three on Porto. You know, it's not going to happen every week. He's not going to bang in beautiful free kicks. He might You're not gonna get gifted not. penalties all the time. That's enough. <laughs> no. Enough. Next game on the weekend: Newcastle. The Geordies won. Manchester United, four score line a bit misleading, but well, what did you think?
1: Um, I don't think it was that misleading. Uh, it should have been four nothing, but uh, unlucky error from Luke Shaw. Um, United kind of, I don't want to say totally outclass them, but they totally outclass them. It was United's <laughs> game from the go, and then. They look sloppy <laughs> the first 75 minutes in uh, the final third, but the last 15, Ali bringing on Pogba and, uh, or sorry, oh uh, yeah, bringing on Pogba and uh, Van de Beek just turned the game around. Bruno with a great goal, Rashford with a great goal. Just the Showtime Reds were in full swing, and, uh, you know, they were a strong team. Strong team, deserved the win, got the win that, uh, they deserve i mean 28 shots so 28 shots i don't I'm not that why well, I am, I don't know how good I am at math but four goals 28 shots kind of seem seems right so seems
0: all right That's yeah
1: good yeah so um solid work from them uh solid from the back line solid from De Gea. uh Harry Maguire picked up a knock hallelujah so <laughs> all good things Aaron Juan bissaka scored a goal Started a sex scandal. All good things. Just yeah, a great game from them. Newcastle, yeah, outclassed. Nothing you can do. Uh, you know, Saint Maxman played pretty well. Held onto the ball well, but yeah, just this was United's game, and Newcastle were just uh, were just there. What do you I'm think just there?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, you know, always good for Aaron Wambasaka. You know, you want to be involved in the in the press somehow. Uh, complicated story. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna love to see how that sorts itself out. What that baby grows up to be. Um, is he hiding his kid from the world, or is he hiding the world from his kid? I don't know. I don't hiding know. the world from the kid. Probably. Probably. It's it's a cruel, cruel world out there. Um, what do you think, though? This is two games in a row now because, you know, Champions League happened. Paul Pogba has been on the bench and then brought on later in the game. Not only did you guys get a result, but it seemed like him not being on and then him coming on actually helped influence the result. Do you, do you want to see more of that going forward? Um kind of it's from what
1: he was brought on in both of those games to play the position that Paul Pogba plays that left attacking sided or that left side attacking midfielder where he really shines and he was able to be brought on tactics changed to suit him. And like in the Paris game, for example, he came on in the 70 something minute early seventies and created the most chances in the game. So, yeah, bringing him on as a spark, you know, we can control the game and then be able to flip a switch, so that's always great. But even if he started, just playing him in his natural position, I think would benefit this team so much. But uh, I think he's not really playing because of fitness and all that because he should – I think he should start. But, hey, I'm not mad. It's working. It's working. So I'd love to see them keep winning.
0: No, yeah, it's definitely working, and he definitely plays better as more of an attacking midfielder.
1: Yeah.
0: But then, you know, it, it, it raises the question, then who do you start? Because Bruno is, you know, out, and out ten, start. you know, and he's a, has to start, uh, Donnie. I'm sure he can play back, but I don't think he's like the defensive midfielder. He's more like yeah. the carry the ball up and down the pitch kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's complicated because they definitely have the talent. It's up to Ali to see if he can figure it out.
1: Ollie ball, baby! I'd love to see Van de Beek at right wing though. Sounds a little sounds honestly.
0: And no, I mean he he's good on the ball. He's a good passer. I'm I'm sure he's fast enough. He, he reminds me a lot of Mata, like a faster version of Mata. The yes. way they
1: play with the quick touches, back heels. Yeah. So and both Maybe. scanning so be a and way to get the get
0: all your talent on the field. Exactly, Mason nice on late. That, that's good. I like that. Next game on the weekend: Sheffield one, Fulham one. Um, this game was pretty back and forth. You know, both team both teams had multiple big chances, missed multiple big chances. Possession was. Fairly weighted in Fulham's favor, but not too different. They had more shots, same amount of shots on target. Um, A penalty was saved by Mitrovic. Um, No, hit the woodwork, and this was just not his day. To be completely honest, Fulham should have won this game, probably 3-4-1. But Mitrovic just could not put away any of his chances. He had both big chances that Fulham had were his, and he missed them both. They were open headers in front of the net. He just shot them wide. And the last time he missed it, he just, like, threw his arms up, looked at his teammates because he just wasn't his day. wasn't his day. wasn't Fulham's day. Um, I think they were the slightly better team. But they didn't lose. And against the side – that you're going to be fighting for relegation at the end of the season. It looks like when it's not your day, you should be glad not to lose your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I agree. These two are going to be fighting for the scraps at the bottom. And like you said, when you're in that position, uh, any points are great points. So just, yeah, this was terrible. Just, they did not look good. Um, like you're saying, Mitrovic, is probably his worst game in a while, I would say. Just didn't look good. Uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek played all right. Um, maybe, you know, Fulham's his level of club, because we saw that he couldn't cut it at Chelsea. But um, they just got to pick it up. I mean, Fulham have the pieces to stay up. There are a lot of, for a team that's this bad, there are some names on this team like Mitrovic, Loftus Loftus Cheek, Ariola, just good solid players. So I think they they got to get something together, just something in their head to stay up, but Sheffield uh, Sheffield's going down. They're going down. Sorry, mm-hmm. Hughes. Sorry. Um <laughs> the Kirkby yeah he cursed him. He went from battling for Europa League to battling for last place.
0: so um Chris Wilder could conquer all things, but one the huge. careful one. <laughs> uh, at
1: least he has the heat to the heat prediction to ride on though. that's always cool.
0: True, true.
1: Uh yeah, but bad game. just two bottom feeders fighting it out. but uh good solid point for each, I guess. Solid yeah. point for each,
0: yeah you know they both desperately needed three points, so they each get one only only <laughs> only fair. <laughs> yeah um next game on the weekend Crystal Palace won Brighton Hove Albion one um this game got off to a quick start unfortunately for 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 Brighton. Uh, Zaha slots home the penalty in the 19th minute, and then Crystal Palace Park the fuck out of the bus. Brighton <laughs> has 66% possession, 20 shots compared to Palace's one, three shots on cage compared to Palace's one. But here's the thing. They created zero big chances compared to Palace's one big chance. Um, Brighton was eventually able to get the equalizer in the 90th minute, and followed that Lewis Dunk got a red card. So he's gonna be missing three games for him. But it really sucked because um, Brighton was good in possession. They got they moved the ball well and were able to retain it well, but they they didn't really look too dangerous. And you know, that's why they only had no big chances created. And um it sucks because when Brighton's play, gonna play a team like around that mid-table, you know, lower mid-table range, that they're probably usually always gonna be better than like you know you can't you can't tell me that Brighton isn't a better yeah. team than Palace. So Palace scoring that first goal was huge because you know just gave them license to sit back. They didn't have to go for the game at all. They're content with just doing that. And Brighton may be talented, but they're just they they're not talented enough to break down that really low block so they only got a point out of this despite being far better than them
1: yeah yeah like you said um they they uh, they parked the bus really hard i mean so in the first half they had one shot the goal then in the second half they did not register a single shot i and then Brighton had over 70% of the possession. That's, that's just gross. Um, just like, even just looking at that without even having, uh, to watch the game, you can just say that Brighton should have done better. Brighton needed to do better. And a palace did not deserve to walk out of here with any points. Uh, but you know, that's not how it happened. Um, just they couldn't get it done like you said the big chances thing really hurt him and something that's gonna hurt him next week is no lewis dunk red card and stoppage time i mean just insult to injury for this bright side, and you gotta you gotta feel for him i guess because not even their good players were doing anything of notice like lampetti was kind of quiet uh, Marsh was kind of quiet, so yeah, just right need to do better. They should be beating a team of palaces caliber fairly, not easily, but they should beat them, and I think they have to be upset with this result,
0: yeah, they need to start picking up some points, as much talent as there is on that team if you don't start getting the results. I mean, what is there to show for it, exactly. Next game on the weekend, the craziest game of the weekend. Tottenham <laughs> 3, West Ham 3. Tottenham got off to a crazy good start. One minute in, hyung ming scores. Not even 10 minutes in, Kane doubles it up. And then just a quarter of an hour gone, he makes it 3-0. Boom, halftime, Jose gives a team talk. He tells them, guys... We just can't concede, you know. Be first to the first balls. Be first to the second balls. Chris passes. No lazy shit. Don't be an asshole, you know. The whole nine. And they were following that to a T up until the 82nd minute. Fabian Babuena makes it three-one. Davinson Sanchez uh, scores a nice tap-in own goal to make it three-two, and then in stoppage time. Manuel Lanzini scores an absolute banger, make it three-three. Gets the draw for him. What a goal by them! What a class by Spurs! What do you think?
1: Uh, one word, three letters. Wow! Just I don't even know what to say. Absolute, like you were saying, rocket start by Spurs. You tune watching that game at the beginning. It's going to be a blowout. It's going to be another Spurs versus United type game. But then, I don't know. Maybe they drank too much water at halftime. Maybe they started celebrating a little bit too early. But they just fell asleep. Uh, an own goal didn't really help them either. But they just they lost on. They didn't lose, but they lost points on the pure brilliance of palace in those final 10 minutes and uh Manuel Lanzini just top drawer top bins goal the season contender front runner so far to scrape away a point for uh West Ham right now and a huge point too as West Ham are still top 10 in the table and only a point behind Tottenham so things are thick up top and uh wasn't a good result for Tottenham. Um, what's happening to Mourinho's men. This isn't the first time they've fallen asleep. This isn't the first time they've lost or lost points on a uh on some bad uh bad play, bad call, bad handball, whatever you whatever it is, but they're dropping a lot of points late this season and that's definitely something Mourinho notices if we notice, so We'll see if they can fix that.
0: Yeah, if uh if you showed me just the first 80 minutes of this game, um I'd be like, "No, yeah, Spurs are legit. They're a legit title challenger. They're going to compete till the end of the season at the top of the table." No, way fans are butts. But then The last ten minutes happens and you come back down to earth and you're like, No, Spurs gonna Spurs and they're gonna Spurs. So they're not winning shit. Maybe maybe Europa League, but that's about it. They ain't winning no title or anything. This is gonna happen more times as the season progresses. They're still a good team in my eyes, but um Yeah. Spurs gonna Spurs, man. I think, you know, you (laughs) honestly need some new blood in that backline, some 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 full Josie blood, you know. Yeah, and it's not going to help him
1: that uh, <clears throat> they're going to lose this next season. But looks like Religión is going to go back to Madrid already. That buyback clause looking like a stupid idea for Spurs. So we'll see. Really?
0: Because I mean, I I mean, if I was him, I mean, not, I don't know how much say he has in this, but Mendy has that spot locked down in Madrid
1: because. So. It looks like uh they're kinda done with Marcelo.
0: Yeah. So yeah. But still, you know, I, I think he's too talented to be a rotational player. That's fair. That's fair. Just tough blow if it does happen for Spurs. Yeah. He paid
1: thirty You got thirty five million for a law uh for a uh loan deal essentially. And so
0: Davies is all right, but like it's just a whole different level of talent, you know. Yeah. Next game on the weekend, Leicester 0, the Villains 1. This was a fairly evenly contested game, possession 50-50, similar amounts of shots and shots on target. Villa created a big chance and missed it, and Leicester City did not. Um, This game was 0-0. For all of regular time, a minute into stoppage time, Ross Barkley off the assist from John McGinn wins the game for Villa 1 0. Um, Villa has played five games. And no, they've played four games. And they have 12 points. Hot start to the season. And they, they keep it rolling. When do you when do you think these guys are going to drop points, if ever? Um,
1: I think they come back down to earth around that Christmas. Uh,
0: around right do. the fuck today, leads. <laughs> they're, they're already losing. No, the game just started. Uh, leads okay. has seventy nine percent possession through five minutes. After five minutes, domination, absolute domination. Marcela got the boys up to play today. Uh, Yeah, but I think
1: they come down to earth around that uh, heavy Christmas period. They're 11, really good. Ross Barkley, Jack Grealish, Ollie Watkins, some top, top players in there. But the deeper you go, the worse they get. And they're not going to be able to keep up with that, you know, six games in 17 days type uh, vibe. So um, I think they'll get their points till then. You know, they'll lose to the big clubs, they'll lose to the likes of the cities, they'll lose to the Uniteds the uh the Chelsea's but yeah I think uh I just think that they can't be stopped right now they're too good of a team Jack Grealish is a man on fire somehow doesn't play for England over Mason Mount I mean I wish I had the type of just leverage Mason Mount has on his managers oh my god he's gotta
0: know something he's gotta know some fucking Joe Pye Sandusky shit um, yeah um, just, and part. like that's and, and southgate that's it that's the only just, way
1: i there's no explanation for how this central midfielder can start at wing for these guys and have them think it's a good idea it's um ridiculous. but yeah just good team Leicester's a good team and they beat them uh yeah villa might shock some people this year if, if they can get through some tough spells uh relatively unharmed but Good job, Villa. Good job. I think they win today too. I think uh, I think they beat Leeds and those um, those fake those fake contenders, pretenders, it some might say.
0: See, I disagree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> I could not feel any more strongly about the opposite happening. But more importantly, um, this is going to be released post edit um, post ending of this game. I threw my money down on this steal. Absolute steal. The spread was Leeds plus one. <laughs> yeah. You guys fucking stupid? Like, even if Villa wins, like, they're not winning by two goals. I, I You cannot tell me that. Free money. Minus one time. I like the bet. It was a good bet. A good bet. I feel good about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Villa. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's a good point, though, about Boxing Day. Those games are going to be... Uh, very 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 important in how the league shapes out. You know, lots yeah. of pick fixtures, lots of points to be picked up. Who's got the deepest squad? City does. So we're gonna win the league. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um all right. The next game on the weekend was a shitter. It was a real shitter. Oh, uh- so close. West Brom zero, Burnley zero. Ah, Burnley had two big chances and they missed both of them. Compared <laughs> to West Brom zero and zero, they had more possession though. West Brom did more shots, more shots on cage. Um, this was a pretty back and forth game. You know, it wasn't the typical Burnley sit in, punt it up the field. They actually went out and played these guys. They created some chances. They just didn't put them away. Um, it, was, it was disappointing not to see Burnley get three points here. What did, what did you think? Um, to
1: be 100% honest with you and our listeners, not a single fiber in my body wanted to watch a single second of this game because just sure. <laughs> these two teams are bottom feeders. I mean, West Brom plays pretty well. Uh, glad I didn't see this game. Um, I, anyone who watched it, hopefully you can get your hour and a half back in another life. But uh, good job.
0: Can not believe uh, they charge 15 quid for that?
1: No, I can't. They're that piece I, of shit. That's ridiculous. There, people really paid 15 great British pounds to watch West Brom play Burnley and Sheffield United play Fulham. So... <sighs> Hey, diehards. Diehards.
0: Yes, you got to be. All right. The internet does not want us to talk about Burnley and West Brom anymore, so we won't. Leeds, zero. Wolverhampton Wanderers one. Leeds dominated possession. They shot the ball more times. However, Wolves had more shots on target. Leeds created a big chance, and they missed it. Wolves did not create any, but they still scored a goal. This contest was 0 0 until the 70th minute when Raul Jimenez made it 1 0. It turned out to be the game winner. Um, this game was good. It was very back and forth. Leeds had their chances, but they weren't clinical enough in the final third. You know, some sloppy passes, some lazy runs in behind was the difference in this game. Wolves look good. They sat in deep, defended well, like they always do. Adama Traore didn't start this game, so it's always good to see that they can get a result without him. But, you know, he did come in, and then five minutes later they scored. So not really. Um, What did you think about the game?
1: Um, Yeah, just classic Wolves, I think. You know, they did what they needed to do and walked out of there with the points that they felt they deserved um Raul Jimenez didn't uh <clears throat> fuck didn't get a lot of chances in this game but when it came to him he made good use of it um you know that's that's him a uh, good striker big guy gets his goals and I think Wolves came out with the right mindset to beat Leeds. let Leeds do what they want to do and punish them for it so they allowed uh, Leeds to have 67% of the ball and that worked in their favor. Uh, Only seven shots to Leeds is 13, but it's not how many you take, it's what you do with it. And Wolves were able to do more with less. So good job on Wolves. Not to say Leeds played bad, but, uh, you know, Wolves just were able to tactically be better and, and that's all you need to be able to do. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a solid game for both teams.
0: Yeah, solid game from both teams. Um disappointed that Leeds didn't win from a gambling perspective, but you live and you learn. You live and you learn. All right, that 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 is last weekend. Now just gonna touch on the Americans right quick, you know, highlight who did what in the European stage. First guy on the list, Serginho Dest, involved in a 5-1 absolute fucking smackdown. Barcelona sent Ferenc Varos home packing. They didn't stand a chance on the night. Um, Serginho played left back today, so that was always cool to see. Um, More versatility for the U.S. of A., and he played a solid game, 90% passing, an accurate long ball, some tackles, some clearances, you know, solid game, solid game.
1: Yeah, yeah good to see him start. Good to see him get minutes. Um, yeah.
0: Another guy, um, Tyler Adams, only played about 30 minutes in the 2-0 victory that Leipzig enjoyed. He had a few clearances, made 13 passes, you know, passed somewhat accurately, but he didn't start. But um, he took a knock, so he, he's working his way back in and hope to see him starting there again soon. Um, Christian Pulisic played 89 minutes versus Sevilla. He played all right. You know, it was a tough game all around for Chelsea, though. Sevilla's is no joke, and um, they really played well in the day, so nothing to be ashamed of there. And then, not so nice, but there's a silver lining. Um, Dortmund got beat the fuck down 3 1 by Lazio in the Champions League, and I think it was 100%. Because Jude Bellingham started instead of Gio Reyna. Um, and then when Reyna got subbed on at halftime, what do you know? 15 minutes later, he's just, he's so silent. You know? Can't yeah. argue with it. Yeah. And uh, one
1: other guy on the fence started for FC Michelin, Jens Kujusti. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that last name right, or the first name for that matter. Number 40, played center defensive mid for these guys in their game against Atalanta, in which they got smacked. However, 90 minutes, or not 90 minutes, my apologies, a start and uh, 75 minutes from the kid, the 21-year-old, who uh, is being closely followed by Greg Berhalter and the U.S. men's national team to see... If he would like to take his talents to America, look out for his name in camp this November. And he was also their FC Michelin's highest rated player of the game. So good, good look for the kid. Yeah, good look for the kid.
0: And one other guy, Ethan Horvath. Yes. Goalkeeper, Club Bruges. They got a win against St. Petersburg, big three points in the group. And he was in absolute tears after the game, just in shock of what he's accomplished, what he's going to accomplish. And um, I'm a Bruges fan now, all the way. I hope they they do big things, big things.
1: Happy to see him uh, get in, get some game time. And you can see how much it meant to him just – collapsing in tears so you love to see happy tears uh and he deserved it he played a great game unlucky own goal but they got the three points and like we always say at the end of the day all that matters
0: all that matters is the three points all right that does it for the americans in europe Last but not least, we're going to predict the games this weekend, give you our picks. Hopefully we make some money. Um, The first game on the weekend, Aston Villa zero, Leeds United zero. It's 18 minutes in as we speak right now. I'm going with Leeds to cover the plus one spread. It's a lock. What do you think?
1: Correct score, 2-0, Villa. Ain't it.
0: All right, correct score, 2-0 Villa. Ink (laughs) it, ink it. I like that. That's a ballsy prediction. Scared money don't make no money. (laughs) Next game on the weekend, West Ham United, Manchester City. I don't know if the line has moved. I wouldn't be surprised if the line moves by tomorrow morning. But as it stands right now at plus 105 price, Man City is minus one spread, and i like them to cover that. This is going to be another game back with Kuhn. Kevin De Bruyne is also back in training, and so is Imeric Laporte. We're probably going to have a full 11, and um, if that is the case, West Ham is the team that we do like to beat the fuck out of on occasion. Um, last couple of results, 2-0, 5-0, 4-1, 1-0, 4-0, 4-1. You know, we we like to beat this team down. We like to bully them, nice and good, give them a nice pounding. And I think that's what we're going to do. Cover the minus one spread. What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, two teams level on points, not level on talent. Uh, I think City easily easily take this one, um, and walk out of there with three points comfortably. And uh, but. Oh, no, yeah, no buts. City are gonna beat them by by a good bit.
0: I felt the butt though. I really do feel the butt because West Ham are a tricky team this year. You yeah, know? like if they if they come out and beat us, like I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be surprised, but like I'm not gonna be like, wow, Holy shit, how did this happen? Like, no, yeah. is, they these are the same guys that just scored three goals in 10 minutes and before that beat Wolves down, beat Leicester down, you know. Yeah. Like you They're said, all right.
1: off a big high, They're on a big, big upward trending slope.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, next game on the weekend, Fulham at home to Crystal Palace. Um, I I, I like Crystal Palace in this game. If you're a fucking bitch, you should take the double chance on them. I think that's like an extremely super safe bet. But I, I like Palace money line to be honest. It's plus money, and uh, I think that they'll win this game.
1: I like a draw. I like a draw. Uh, I don't think Fulham will play as bad as they did again. Um, but I just. Palace doesn't play to score goals, you know? And neither does full Boring, low-chance-creating game. will take a draw on this.
0: Yeah, I could see a draw on this. Definitely not a lot of goals, I don't think. Um, next game on the weekend. Fat Frank takes the Blues down to Old Trafford to take on Ali's tricky Reds. Manchester United versus Chelsea. Battle of the big six clubs. Blue versus red. A rivalry for the ages, some might say. Um, what do you think your boys do in this game?
1: United. Uh, just They're going to demolish them. I think it's going to be like 4-2-ish United. But... Um, you know, Ali has only ever, has only lost one game in six versus Frank Lampard. So, we we'll if he's on his side. Marcus Rashford loves a stat against Chelsea. Uh, he's averaging 0.8 per 90 against Chelsea in his career. Um, just, it's a, it's United's game to lose. Chelsea aren't coming off their best uh, showing against Sevilla. And United, I mean, late winners in Paris aren't for everybody. So it's it's
0: uh I You're think not. United can take this. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I honestly have no idea about this game. You know, neither does Vegas. It's basically a pick'em. Both sides are plus money. I'm probably not going to bet this at all. Um I don't know, I, I can see reasons why both teams will win. It seems like a tailor-made game for United. They're gonna be able to sit back, play play on the counter, and Chelsea's gonna want to go at them. And basically whoever plays their game better is gonna is gonna walk out with three points, I think. Tough call though for me. Uh, next game yeah. on the weekend, Liverpool versus Sheffield United. Um, the line, the spread is minus two on this, so I didn't like that. So, just Liverpool money line. It's minus 450. There's not great value, but Liverpool will win this game. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree. Liverpool are going to win this game uh, comfortably, I think. Um, So, yeah, just Liverpool the way.
0: Next game on the weekend, Southampton at home to Everton. Southampton coming off a nice 3-3 comeback draw to Chelsea um, Everton going to be missing Richarlison and uh, James Rodriguez um, I think it's going to be a tough out for them but I, I I will not bet against Everton until they give me a reason to bet against them so I think they get the three points, Everton win Uh, to, uh,
1: it's going to be uh, a tough one, no, Nohamez. So there goes their main creative input. But uh, I still think they get it done because they're a better team. And uh, they haven't dropped, dropped many points to this point. Uh, and all the points they should get. They got. So, yeah, keep riding with them.
0: All right next game wolves at home to newcastle united i got wolves in this one and i don't think it needs much more explanation than that newcastle are absolute shit wolves are not absolute shit what do you think
1: yeah yeah that's that's it um wolves Wolves
0: win wolves win wolves win that is one of that's definitely one of my more confident picks of the weekend wolves win Now, this one, this game has some value in it. I'm feeling frisky for this. Arsenal, home to Leicester City. Um, Right now, Leicester is at plus 300 money line. So, I'm going to have to take that. That is just too much value. I think Leicester has a chance to win. I'm not overly confident in them, but plus 300, I cannot ignore that. So, Leicester money line.
1: Um. Yeah, I think um, things can be a close, close-ish game. I do think Leicester can win. I mean, Arsenal, um, they need a bounce back. Oh, yeah. Arsenal almost lost to a Wi-Fi password in that competition. So um, they need a bounce back. Lester, going to be tough. So I think not. Uh, I do see
0: Yeah, I think Leicester will, will pull it out as well. We we will see we will see, um, last two games on the weekend, Brighton and Hove Albion versus West Bromwich Albion, the Battle of the Albions, the Albion Derby, and I feel like this one is Brighton's all the way. They need to start picking up three points. This is shitty ass team, and I think they're they're just gonna beat them down, beat them down. What do you think? Um. Yeah, yeah. This is this
1: is going to be, to put it lightly, a uh, carnage. But it's yeah. This is the West Brom are going to lose. I don't think there's much else to say. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, last game on the weekend, but not least, Burnley at home takes on Tottenham Hotspur. I got Tottenham money line in this one. I think they're going to win the game easily. But with that being said, if Tottenham is up only one goal going into the late parts of the game, I'm going to be nervous. I think this is the type of game where some bullshit may go on. So they're going to need to beat them and beat them down quick, beat them down firm. And if they don't do that, then I feel like they might get hoed. But uh, in all likelihood, three points for Tottenham. Um I don't know.
1: Tough one to call. Spurs, bottle jobs. Um but it's Burnley. So I'm gonna say Tottenham beat them comfortably. And they start very well again. Burnley do not have the facilities to come back late in the game like West Ham did.
0: They do not so have Tottenham the facilities win. for that. They are just Burnley, and they are just Tottenham, and that just does it for another episode of the We Call It Soccer show. Thanks for tuning in and listening. As always, we'll catch you next week with more picks, prediction, Americans, and more. Bye. Wake up, wake up. Bye. Gotta hit the butt to make me focus. Lyrics flowing out like hocus pocus. I don't even really need to talk this to focus. I'm just trying to get rid of the locust, you know this.